Welcome to the Naples Community Church Podcast with Pastor Kurt Anderson. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you find this sermon inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you perspective to see God moving in your life. We trust God has great things in store for you. Enjoy today's message. And now, dear Father, raise us up into your throne room. Speak to us. Give us the hope and the trust. Give us the the faith that seems to flag in some of the most difficult times. Assure us, O Lord, as we hear your word. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So our text this morning, and then again, is another one of the Psalms of Ascent. And this is a tough one. This is one of the Psalms that they would sing as they were making their way to Jerusalem for one of the festivals. And this is one in which they're remembering back to the suffering that they endured, whether it was under Egypt or under Babylon. And and we hear in the Psalms the, the unalloyed reality of human pain and anger. And there's no correction to the Psalms. There's not a, there's not a Jesus yet to tell them, oh, you shouldn't say those things. So they, the Psalms can be pretty tough. They can call for the destruction of their enemies even of their women and children and old people. They can be tough. That's why we read the Old Testament through the eyes of the new with the lens of the gospel. But at the same time, sometimes these hard things are said as a reflection of the reality of human experience as we actually live it. And as we go through our lives, we, if we don't, have times that are hard and difficult. If we don't have times when we have genuine anger, whether it's justified or not, then then we have simply subjected ourselves to an indifference that is not, not healthy and it's not really human. The scriptures are very human. So as we go to the the Psalms, here not just the word of God, but hear the anguish of God's people from Psalm 129. From my earliest youth, my enemies have persecuted me. Let all Israel repeat this. From my earliest youth, my enemies have persecuted me, but they have never defeated me. My back is covered with cuts as if a farmer had plowed long furrows, but the Lord is good. He has cut me free from the ropes of the ungodly. May all who hate Jerusalem be turned back in shameful defeat. May they be as useless as grass on a rooftop, turning yellow and then only half grown. Ignored by the harvester, despised by the binder. And may those who pass by refuse to give them blessing. 
Refuse to give them this blessing. The Lord bless you and the Lord bless you in the Lord's name. May God have his understanding to this tough hearing of his word. So they speak of themselves as having furrowed backs. We think of furrowed brows. Of course, some of us go to the doctor to get those taken out. We think of the, the, the lines of, of our face. They're thinking of the lines on their back from a whip. And so often the whip that was used, at least we know in the New Testament time, was the cat of nine tails. A stick into which long leather straps were sewn or were tied and into which were sewn pieces of metal and bone and pulled on the back. And that's what Jesus endured. And that's what many endured. And it's that image of stripes on the back, the furrowed back. And and they suffered. And they suffered unjustly. They were oppressed. They were a people oppressed. They were people enslaved. And it's so hard to forget those things. Whenever any of us have suffered some crass, grave injustice, it's so hard to forget. We look at those moments in our lives and we, we think, who would do that? Who would do that? But it was done. And, and when we look back, we can't help but think that maybe somehow <laughs> might get some revenge, might get them back. As the saying goes, don't get mad, get even. I've been, I've been watching a show on Netflix called The Terminal List. And it's a story of a, of a Navy SEAL and everyone in his platoon was killed. And he believes that they were killed by some kind of bizarre action of, of government. And, and then his wife and his daughter were killed. So he's going out to get revenge, to get these people back. So he makes a list of the people he's going to get. And it's tough. But watching it, I'm sorry, I get it. <laughs> I understand it. I mean, before I had my first child, the guy who worked on my car told me, not only will you die for that child, you'd kill for that child. And I had three of them, now I got eight grandkids. I get it. Doesn't justify anything, but I get it. And so the people of God get it too. They've suffered. They've endured much. They've watched their loved ones suffer. And, and so they say anyone who 
you know, may they be turned back. May they be like the grass on a roof that just withers as soon as the sun comes out. And let no one bless them. Then Jesus comes along and ruins everything. <laughs> Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, Jesus says. Instead of cursing, bless. It's so hard. But nevertheless, we live with that anguish. We live with that, that reality of, of hurt and loss. And that's, that's just, that's life. And it is part of what constitutes the whole problem of pain in human life. Scott Peck in Alodra in Road Less Traveled said, life is difficult. This is a great truth, one of the greatest truths. It's a great truth because once we truly see this truth, we transcend it. Only we truly know that life is difficult, once we truly know that life is difficult, once we truly understand and accept it, then life is no longer difficult because once it is accepted, the fact that life is difficult no longer matters? I don't think so. Life is difficult. It's hard. And we cannot quite incorporate the reality of the difficulties of life. Accepting it doesn't make us indifferent. Doesn't make us so that the difficulties of life are no longer important. And I had a chance to actually say that to Scott Peck in a gathering of pastors many years ago. And the reality is, as we go through this life, the vast majority of it is so good. The vast majority of it is so sweet. And so the hard, painful times come by contrast to what is the ordinary stuff. I mean, even that young man on our video who was born without arms and legs, knew the joy of life. He was just happy to be alive, but I wonder if there weren't moments, some dark nights of the soul for him, where he struggled because he, he didn't have so many things, but God gave him a joy. He's an evangelist. He goes all over the world proclaiming the gospel of Christ. But we find ourselves in a place where when we find ourselves in a difficult time, it seems like we have encountered the end of the good. That goodness has drained away. The image of the Old Testament is that God, God withholds the flood, the floodwaters above and the floodwaters below, and then when he withdraws his hand, the flood comes crashing in upon us. And it seems that the hand of God has been re removed, and we endure these hardships and difficulties. And none of it has an easy answer. This is, this is the problem that we have with the realities of our hardships, difficulties, pains. We don't do something to get cancer. God is not punishing us because we get some kind of an affliction. 
We know, the, we know the cause and effect issues. We know about smoking and eating too much or whatever it might be, but we take our, our gambles in that case, but, it, but then we find ourselves still afflicted and we don't get it. C.S. Lewis says, we can ignore even pleasure but pain insists upon being attended to. God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks in our conscience, but shouts in our pain. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. No doubt pain as God's megaphone is a terrible instrument. It may lead to final and unrepentant rebellion but it gives the only opportunity that bad men can have, that they can have for amendment. It removes the veil. It plants the flag of truth within the fortress of a rebel soul. So pain screams at us and we may not even know, we may even lose sight of how sweet and pleasurable the vast majority of life is because of the screeching of pain. And so what do we do? Well, the psalmist is simply acknowledging the reality of his pain. The psalmist is saying, this is wrong, it is wrong, it is wrong. Not just my back was furrowed, but my little girl's back. Not just my life was ruined, but my wife's life was taken. And we are not to lose sight of the realities of life. Christ himself bore those harsh realities in his body. He saw the injustices. He saw the meanness. And he didn't just accept it and say, well, life is difficult. He spoke to it. He cast out the demons. He turned over the money changers' tables. And he looked evil in the eye and said, and so you say. And then he bore on his own back, the stripes. And then he bore the indignity of the cross. And somehow in all of that, God entered into our suffering, our brokenness, and the reality of our, of our pain. I had a woman in my church in California came to me and she was going to divorce her husband. Her husband hit her and broke her jaw. And that was many years earlier. And then she came to me and she said, I, I just am having such a hard time loving again. I just don't know what I'm going to face. I don't know what I'm going to do. 
So I've just been alone. But there's a man that I, I think I'd like to marry. I think he's a good man, but he, he's kind of, there's some things like my first husband. And I'm afraid I don't know what to do. And that's the way it is for us. We become fearful. We don't know what to do. And so what do we do? We persevere. We keep going. We trust our God that the Lord our God is going to be the one who will exact the vengeance that is due. The Lord our God is the one who is just and merciful and true. The Lord our God is the one in, in whom we put our trust. And so we trust our God because we as human beings, we don't have the reality of suffering always because of somebody slugging us in the jaw. We don't have hardship and difficulty because somebody has done injustice to us. We're also, we're also just kind of like the animals. We have these bodies and these bodies also suffer things just as, as all flesh does and all living things do. And so we can, we can endure things that are difficult and, and painful and hard just because we have bodies. As I mentioned last week, we are not bodies with the spirit. We are spirits with bodies. And so we, we endure and we persevere. We keep going. And we look to Christ, who is the author and perfecter of our faith, even as we descend into the valley of the shadow. In other words, there is no answer. The answer is a person. The only answer is our trust in God, our trust in Christ, the gift of God that, that, that our Lord endured on our behalf so that we might know that no matter what it is we go through, that we're loved, we're not alone. And one of the reasons why we do church is so that we can communicate that because we all have bodies. We communicate that with our bodies. And let me show you how. I got cords. <laughs> oh, here, here, here. Here, here. I was pointing. <laughs> okay. Will you join me in prayer? And our dear Lord, make us a redemptive people. We all find ourselves in that dark place. May your Son, our Savior Christ, be glorified in and through us. We ask it in his precious name. Amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, there are a few things you can do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at www.naplescommunitychurch.org. If you happen to be visiting Naples, please drop in for our Sunday service at 10 a.m. We'd love to meet you.
Thanks again for joining us. Have a fabulous day.